What's going on, good people? It's Rich here, joined by the incredible, talented Ray P. What's going on, Rachel? What's going on, K. Rich? Hey, everybody. Shout out to the Kelly clan, everybody. <laughs> um, We're here. We finally made the date uh, for full transparency. It is Monday. Uh, we have still not a full 24 hours since the premiere aired, but Rachel and myself are here to kind of break things down, give our opinions, and it was a lot to talk about. It's a lot to talk about it. And in all honesty, I've watched it three times. Okay, then got you. I <laughs> did watch it three times as well. Um, I watched it twice last night and once today just to kind of take some notes and look at things from a different perspective. Um, mm -hmm. You and I were talking before. They gave us a lot and didn't give us shit all in one episode to start. Right. You know, what did you what were your overall feelings about the episode last night? Um, I thought it was a strong premiere. It was very funny. Um, it was mostly light. Um lots of one-liners uh we did see some introductions of some new characters i'm not sure if we'll i'm pretty sure we'll hear about amari throughout the season i don't think he leaves today <laughs> right, right. Um, and I, I think that's the end of cheyenne but i thought it was really really what? good gotta be the end of cheyenne gotta be the end of cheyenne unless they're running down on her gotcha that's necessary but we'll talk about that yeah um, it was good to see Kelly be a little more serious or see things affect her differently. Mm -hmm. uh, so I, I appreciated that. Yeah, definitely. It was a um, it was an interesting episode because as a viewer, and I was tripping last episode in our intro. Shout out to everybody that uh, tuned in and listened to us. We definitely yes, thank y'all so much. I really appreciate it. I was so nervous. Nah, you good? You did? You? I already told you what I think. So. We'll, we'll get there, but um, we, I forgot to mention the title, Reunited Okay, uh, was the yes. episode's title, season five, episode one. But going back into last episode, I mentioned that we hadn't seen Insecure in, since 2019. That was false. We saw it. The last episode was June of 2020. Uh, so oh, right. It was in the pandemic. Right, right. I don't know where the time got from me on that one, so I do stand corrected, but this was um we find out in real time that it was two it's been two months in the insecure world mm -hmm. so it's everything kind of last transpired and one of the things that i found interesting was we just have a lot more questions than we're getting answers right now and i think everybody's a little antsy to get right to the point where we find out exactly how everything's gonna sort out mm -hmm. uh, and that's what i meant when i said this episode gave us a lot but it had nothing to do with those questions that we all have it's kind of just catching us up to where everybody is right now. Um, I think it was like because that's how relationships are when you're going through some rocky times. When you're working your way back, you try to keep it like, you try to keep it, you know, not too deep and serious so you can gradually get to that point. Absolutely. Um, absolutely. I liked that it showed that Issa and Molly were still struggling to yeah. sort of find their way back to each other. Um I appreciated that because that's how it is when in friendship breakups, you know, it yeah, doesn't no. quite come back as quickly as we would always like it to. But hopefully when it's real, it does. Absolutely. Did episode one feel a little bit different from you from an in excuse me, from an insecure perspective? Like, did the episode feel different than other episodes? 
Hmm. It really. That's interesting. Um, maybe a little, but I can't really point out what exactly was different. Um, I think just the feeling of it, because we know that this is the beginning of the end. Um, even in the characters. So uh, for those of you who are super fans like Kyron and I, you know that there's been some off screen tension with uh, Amanda Seals and the rest of the cast. To me, I could kind of feel that in the show. And I'm like, am I looking too much into it? But is there a little despondentness in her eyes or sort of over it? Um, I don't know. There there was something there to me. How about you? Yeah, so I kind of, I look for it myself. I know exactly what you're talking about and that feeling. And I thought they did a pretty good job of keeping everything as a, you know, friendship reunion. Everybody's kind of working their thing out situation. I didn't really sense any kind of, especially from Issa and, and Amanda when they were in scenes together. Um, I didn't necessarily see it, but obviously we just know off screen is there. So it's going to be something to look for throughout the whole episode, uh, excuse me, throughout the whole season. Right. Right. Um, as far as feeling different, are you you watch F, uh, Atlanta on FX? Yes. Atlanta? I don't know if we ever really had a deep conversation about Atlanta, but a lot of it kind of felt like an episode of Atlanta. And what I mean by that is if you watch Atlanta, if you're a fan, anybody out there listening, Atlanta tells a story and doesn't care what kind of details you have. Like, <laughs> they tell whatever they need to tell, you interpret it how you need to. So the episode felt different in the sense of we don't really know what's been going on. It, we're just kind of placed two months ahead. Mm-hmm. what kind mm-hmm. of conversations Issa and Molly have had obviously the end of the episode we don't know what's been going on with Issa and Lawrence how that's been maneuvering for the past two months um, there's just a lot that we just didn't know and like I said it goes back to what I was mentioning earlier we have so many questions and not, they're not getting answered right away so it just felt different in that sense where we're just going to drop y'all here and we're going to see how this story ends up and see how it unfolds but you know what while Issa and Molly were Uh, walking through the campus, Issa did sort of let us know that she wasn't quite sure where things stood with um, she and Lawrence, but she did call it a relationship. So we knew then to me that they had at least been trying to figure it out. But um, again, it wasn't quite going the way she anticipated, or I don't know how you can anticipate it with a side slash break baby uh, <laughs> I did get corrections from uh, a couple of our listeners thank you all for listening saying that technically Issa and Lawrence weren't together so it's not a side baby more so of a break baby but in the words of the great comedian T.P. Hearn break baby side baby same thing okay <laughs> still a baby at the end of it you know what I mean? Still a baby at the end of it. It's still a random ass baby. I don't care. That's if it was not yours. Yeah, I don't care if it was playing babies. That's still a baby. Like, what are we trying? That's to not do? yours. Yeah, exactly. But you know, I ain't trying to be like Molly's younger brother out here. <laughs> rolling along into the episode, just an observation: do, T- do Tiffany and Derek seem a little off to you? Was there something there? Am I looking too much into that? What do you think? Okay. Um, 
to what you just said, her despondent look, I had not considered that that was a Tiffany and Derek thing until you literally just said that. They did make note that this weekend was just for them uh, when she asked, when Tiffany asked Derek if they should have brought Simone. And I think that, you know, coming off of the season four finale, we see that Tiffany has been struggling with postpartum. Mm-hmm. I don't know how I didn't even consider that in watching the episode, but that's a really, really good point. And, you know, pers- postpartum, it's not an easy fix. So they probably have been really, really struggling over the course of the last two months. It's only been two months, you know? So. Yeah. Yeah. And I think I was kind of looking for it because obviously in the previews, as we watched the build up to the uh, premiere, you know, they mentioned again the scene where Derek was talking to Lawrence and we didn't plan on this baby for another two years. And as you mentioned, the season four finale where, you know, she's dealing with her postpartum. Mm-hmm. Was, it, I think it was easy for me to see because it's one of the first times we've seen them not be the perfect couple. Right. Like it, it that finale was the first time we saw them in that light. Other than the mention, I forget season two when. Tiffany was talking about Derek had to spend half. He the- lived in the hotel for half the year. <laughs> but other than that, they've been, even from the introduction, um, when the first time we see that couple, and mm-hmm. as they mentioned, everybody knew in this episode, everybody knew day one y'all was a couple. Like it, 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 That's always been their image, and I think we're finally seeing a side where that might not be the truth. The whole tree thing. It, I don't have anything to specifically put my finger on, but something just seems a little bit off, and I guess that's what happens when you know, you have a child and you have an episode like they had a couple months earlier. Right. Keep an eye on, in my opinion. Yeah, I definitely. It's definitely going to be something to watch. Yeah, without question. Um, obviously, the main relationship in the show, Issa and Molly, um, as we, as you mentioned earlier, Rachel, things are still awkward between them. And there were a few moments of confirmation that Molly was looking for from Issa. And Issa didn't give an answer. Um once As she should have. Right. Are we going to be okay? Which is going to be the theme of this whole season, um, which we can tell. But she kind of looked at her and didn't have an answer. And sometimes that's just the truth. Like, I don't I don't know. I don't know. Issa's very focused on the present and doing what she wants to do. That was very um, easy to see this episode. Right. She's in a different mind state and. That's what everybody, as we mentioned before, loves about this show, the relatability. Like, I can relate to that feeling. Like, just, I'm really in a shift. Like, no matter what I try to do to change it, like, this is just how I feel. And it's a whole different feeling. And you can see Issa, they're really honing down on that. Right. And, and and that's really how it is. I mean, we have to consider, you know, you tried to sabotage me. You played in my face. You talked about me and then accidentally sent me the text, you know? <laughs> Right. Like was, there, yeah, there's was... a lot of things to unpack there. And obviously we don't know how that conversation at the Ethiopian restaurant went, but it only could go so far, you know, we could only get into so many things. So I, I like that we're going to see them try to figure it out, whether me personally, I want them to or not. <laughs> <laughs> you can't, that, that relationship just means so much that it's, it's worth at least a look into seeing if it's worth it. I think exactly. Season four where Molly's therapist had mentioned, is this, does this relationship still serve you? Like, do you want to, you know, all that kind of stuff. It's, um, 
it's going to be interesting to take a look to how it's going to turn out. Cause I'm not guaranteed. I think they're going to be fine, but they got a lot of work to do as we can tell. Right. Right. Since this is the final season and it is kind of cool to see them kind of go back to where they started and where they all met and where they all connected. Even though we don't get those younger versions of themselves, it's just good to see like their roots and just the, I guess the symbolism behind that. And didn't know that Issa actually graduated from Stanford. Yeah, um, in real life. Yeah, she's class of 07. I was like, oh, okay, that's good to know. <laughs> Definitely. And that's why they picked Stanford. Because that's one of the things that uh, I was talking to one of my boys today. He was like, why they go to Stanford? And I'm like, because she went to Stanford in real life. <laughs> yeah, that's always pretty interesting. But Issa herself, um, we see her, she's got her own company, Block, which, mm-hmm. uh, as we know, she messed up on the logo or the design of it. <laughs> the acronym Issa just being Issa on full tilt awkward I love Issa love her so since we're mentioning block let's go ahead and talk about the panel conversation and that scene in particular okay <laughs> come on black life opportunities culture and connection um <laughs> I I thought that the panel looked about how we thought it would you know a quote unquote diverse a panel of I doing various things um, in the entrepreneurial light. And I liked Issa's approach, even though it didn't go over the way she anticipated. I liked that she was honest, you know, um, and true to form. I love how much she loves LA. And I randomly sing to live and die in LA all the time. I <laughs> <laughs> That was such a classic Issa moment because, you know, we know her for trying to um, divert the energy in the room. But I hate that people didn't um, join in with her. But you know what? She was insecure hearing the rest of the panels, their success, and realizing that even though she's done significantly more, she wasn't quite as far as them. But I like that she said, you know what? You never know if you're doing the right thing. You never know if it's going to pan out. And I could relate to that because, I mean, that's how I feel about this, (laughs) this podcast. I want it to be something. I believe in it. I mean, we just don't know, but I I hope that it's something good. I feel like it is, you know? Absolutely, absolutely. You uh, it's like we shared notes because you took all the words right out of my mouth. That's exactly yes. every every reason why you what that you mentioned. That's why I love this scene and loved her approach. And it's just I love the reaction of the audience too because it's kind of like a mirror image for real life, right? You know, when you're being real and you're honest, and sometimes things don't make sense to everybody else, but they make sense to you. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, like Gibbs say, Freddie Gibbs, a rapper, man. By the time niggas show you love, you don't even want it. okay bars you know what i'm saying so she's on her own journey and she's everything you said was beautifully said i have nothing else to kind of top that (laughs) (laughs) i liked uh following that up i like that um kefany kefany that molly (laughs) tried to stay back with Issa instead of going off to the sorority event with tiffany and i thought that that was gonna be a good, I mean, it turned into an okay moment with them walking and talking about the panel in life. But really, it just was um, a way for Molly to obsess over Amari, her former fuck buddy. 
So that was funny to me because it reminded me of the flashback we see in season four when um, Issa is trying to decide if she wants to call Molly and tell her about Lawrence. It reminded me of that very thing, whereas Issa paused and didn't do it and Molly went right into it. All right, so let me just go ahead and say this. Okay. I'm rooting for Molly this season. Okay. Like, I really, really, I really hope Molly finds the piece that she needs. I don't know if she's looking for it, but I hope she finds the piece that she needs. Um, I, You can see that she's working on staying in the present, something mm -hmm. presently working on um, and trying to make sure that devote time and energy into it, not thinking too far ahead or in the past. Mm -hmm. And... The fact that she's trying to do things, you know, she like you mentioned, she stayed back with Lisa. She's trying to be available. She's trying to be acknowledged. Even when she found herself asking questions about Omari, you know, going down that whole path that she normally goes down, but she caught herself and like, dang, I'm doing it again. Like, that's kind of who she is. And it's going to take a while to break out. But I like the fact that she's actually trying and not just kind of being the typical Molly that we know. I know that it's going to be a longer journey for you. <laughs> But hopefully we get to see the best version of Molly. Hopefully they're saving the best for last. We'll see how that pans out. I hope so, too, because I really should not dislike her as much as I do. <laughs> you really don't like Molly. I, I but, truly do not. It's it's probably not even healthy because this is a TV character. Yeah, we'll get into it. And we'll get, <laughs> we'll get about health and TV characters uh, later on about another topic, too. I just get so invested. Yeah, 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 straight up. We talked about Kelly earlier. Mm -hmm. What do you just think about the whole concept of, it's something that we ask ourselves, you know, and I think everybody knows the answer. If, if we knew when we were going to die, we knew that we only had a certain amount of time left, which, you know, Kelly's podcast was mentioning later on the episode, what would we do? And we see Kelly with the opportunity to kind of see that. Her whole class thinks that she died and she's walking around seeing how people are remembering her and realizing that there's more to my life than this. Is this what this is this all y'all been seeing? That I'm allergic to kale? Are you crazy? Yeah, yeah. And what I have a mean, stanky leg. <laughs> Are y'all right, crazy? That, that was some silly shit. Um but okay, but stanky leg in 2007 really was that. <laughs> it was a, <laughs> we all did it, okay? Yeah, you, you it was a thing and you put some energy and effort into it. That's it. So question. Did we see how or why they thought Kelly had gone on to glory? Nah. Once again, episode of Atlanta. You just get the information, <laughs> get and you're rolling with it. And we rolling with it. Um, Tiffany mentioned something about a flood. I don't know if she made that up or that was the rumor. Lord. I actually liked seeing a little bit more of a serious side to Kelly. Um, I think you and I had spoken offline about it a few times that to me, it felt like she had kind of been a caricature, uh, even though she's very, very funny. And I love me some Natasha Rothwell. But it was good to see her take herself more seriously or see that other people had not been taking her seriously, even though she's a successful woman. I mean, she has a podcast, but also she's an accountant. She's doing other things, but... All you can remember about me is random facts. So now was am I not doing enough? Had I not done enough? Are y'all my real people? 
And so I liked, I mean, jumping ahead at the end of the episode where they <laughs> eulogized her and appropriately gave her her flowers over pancakes. Mm-hmm. I thought that was a nice touch. That was. I love that bond and that circle to realize, you know, because that's one thing of it, too. Sometimes you don't know or you don't properly communicate what your friends are going through. Mm-hmm. It's important to remember that once you do receive that, like, let me make sure I'm doing what I can to help you. So they ain't just brushing on the rug. That's a sign of true friends. Like they made sure they told her, gave her flowers, like you mentioned. And um, low key, Kelly might be like overall the best friend of all of them. And she definitely is. And you know what? I hope that this sparks a few more Kelly solo scenes because really we've only seen her quote unquote by herself that, uh, thanksgiving episode like a peek into her life without the rest of the characters without the rest of the cast so i hope that we see a little bit more of kelly doing her own thing this season yeah definitely um incredible performance by natasha rothwell and seeing her in a different light all right so we got to talk about cheyenne man (laughs) i'm not fooling with shy and you know what's funny you know what's funny so obviously we we meet Cheyenne at the reunion and mm-hmm. we're just having a conversation about certain people you can only take in doses. In doses. You have a tolerance limit, you gotta know when that is and exit, you know. Um Cheyenne's one of those people. Like if I saw her at my reunion or whatever, or whatever equivalent of that character, mm-hmm. I, I can see you doing what Tiffany did. I'm, I'm going to let y'all go ahead and handle that. Like, y'all go ahead and say hi to Cheyenne. I'm going to do this. Right. I'll rock with her something like that. And they just a little too much. And we see it right away. Her just being, as we find out, Cheyenne. Right. But can we shout out to their rap group, Trap Habit? Ain't nobody, ain't none of y'all seen the trap. <laughs> <laughs> nobody loves the trap more than people that ain't never been there. You know what I'm saying? so on brand so on brand I love Issa I had a cousin though I had a cousin though that's it affiliation association straight up don't play with it I'm speaking for them um but Cheyenne is fucking crazy like you said definitely somebody you could only take in doses we see that she did not actually graduate with them and Tiffany was trying to remember if they had had a falling out after we see the robbing, I think that there maybe had been a falling out in the past other than her going to uh, dance on tour with Sierra. As we could see, she was a dancing machine uh, doing the absolute most. Absolutely. But um, she would have had to see me like we would. <laughs> yeah, so that, After that's- the fact, like we have to, although I don't want to see her again, there is a very large part of me that wants Issa and her hood cousin and maybe Molly's people to run back down to Oakland and see about Cheyenne. Okay. <laughs> I would love that. Now, I would really love that because I couldn't, I spent way too much time thinking about that whole scene because the whole point of the scene was to show, first of all, there's nothing like a trauma bond. Right. Right. You know what I mean? And if you watch the wind down after the episode, they even discussed it where, the whole point is, if something bad happens, who do I want next to me? 
you know, what's the that we're good. That's yeah, the Issa and Molly, like no matter how awkward this is, like that's another memory for the bank. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Like, Absolutely. My dog. And like in that moment when you don't know how it's gonna play out, like there's nobody I would rather have with me than you. Um, right. So that was kind of that way of someone like, all right, well, they still there. Like Issa and Molly's still the thing, like they still got that, but I, besides all of that, I know that was the point of it. I spent way too much time like, nah, man, y'all can't just slide like that. Like, that's not... Right. Not, this is not story. <laughs> you feel me? I'm getting plates. Like, I'm coming to see you. Like, right, right. I, I just hope that happens. I'm sure it won't happen. But I really need Cheyenne to get dealt with. I really need it. I really need it. And you know what? I Sometimes traumatic things are so fucking funny. I know that I have a very morbid uh, sense of humor. So I, like Issa and Molly, would have been screaming uh, once I sort of came down from the um, extreme fear for my life. Yeah. Uh, um, I loved how while they were laughing, when Issa was like, your horny, thirsty ass was turned on. <laughs> <laughs> that would be me. <laughs> Oh man! Like, oh my God, he kind of crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I love a rough neck. <laughs> you a nut? Hey, you a nut? But you always, <laughs> you always been a nut. So I guess <laughs> not too many people leave me speechless, right? <laughs> I'm sorry, Lord. Just the sense you gave me, I is bleeding. But. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, why she take my shoes though? Classic Issa. Yes. Everybody, you know why. You know why, ma'am. What kind of shoes are these? What's going on? Yeah, Cheyenne got to get dealt with, man. That's she's more- got to. Got to like it's please, please, like just for one last hurrah. And how fitting was that? Her boyfriend, I think his name was Ryan, said you always doing too much, ma'am. It was you doing always way doing too much. much. Way too much. Shut your ass up. <laughs> but like she said, ain't shit changed. Anybody can get it. And anybody can get it. And that's the word. Oh my goodness. You gotta get it. <laughs> but uh and once again, Atlanta comparison, Robin season, paperboy gets uh robbed by his by his supplier. Right. <laughs> anyway, um let's get down to the nitty-gritty. Okay. One scene. Major impact. Mm-hmm. Lawrence and Lawrence. Issa up from the airport. Lawrence and Issa. Full Let moon. You know what I'm saying? We got the full moon out. It's a full moon. And you really have to love somebody to pick them up from the airport. And definitely LAX because that shit is crazy. <laughs> nah, that's with Lyft and Uber, like like you mentioned, you gotta love somebody and care about them. That's it. Um you get you. I I pick you up from the airport. And you dump me when I drop you off. I got a I got a little problem with that. Maybe that's revenge from Malibu. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. If that was going to be but I did not see it as such. Lawrence, well, let me before you get to your point. Not to cut you off. I'm gonna let you mm-hmm. get right to that point. I will say this: Lawrence has no. He's in no position to have any issue with anything Issa does for a long you time. Nigga, you can't say shit. Yeah, for a long time. So I just want to make sure that I let everybody know that's clear. What were you gonna say, Rachel? I think there may have been a little bit of uh, Malibu payback. Not 
too much though but i think we saw her sort of stressing about it um in stanford in san francisco um i think that she really tried we see it's been two months like i said earlier they stayed in the relationship for those two months so now condola is probably when she found out she was pregnant you at least six to eight weeks and so now it's been an additional two months like the bitch is bellied out and that's hard so she's probably been thinking about that like she said and lawrence just you gotta eat it don't nobody have time for that shit yeah you, you fellas you never want to hear your lady say i had a chance to think like yeah nothing, nothing you want to hear is coming at the end of that sentence for the most part especially when you did some trash that sentence is never gonna end well it's never That's gonna it. think remember that baby you having that fuck shit you did exactly i can't even be on lawrence's head too too much because again he and Issa weren't together. They weren't barely even speaking. I mean, they had just gotten cordial when he was carrying on with Condola's ass. But you brought your ass back with all this baggage as we just trying to be free. He ain't no, know. He didn't that's know. the issue. He didn't know. No, what do you mean? He didn't know that, you know, the whole pregnancy thing right when he got back with Issa. He found right. that fact. So, I don't know. Um... I just, found out. I just go ahead my bad no i was saying but he found out i when you started carrying over her no you didn't know that the bitch was pregnant why she was so pressed to talk like she didn't tell you that the next day like it still took y'all a little minute to get together after you stood her up um no see ooh, i just thought about it pause when in season four um Episode eight was Loki happy. So the one after that, where he and Issa are canoodling on the couch at his place. Yeah. Issa asked him, nigga, are you still wrapped up? And he said, we talked and it's a wrap. Okay. Yeah, they talked and it was a wrap. But, no, 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 Pause. She was blowing him down in the episode before trying to get up with him. So, Condola, you didn't tell him then? What what were you so pressed about? See, this is going to be my issue with Condola through the season. So, this ain't even really about Lawrence. I want to know what that conversation was when you finally did talk where Lawrence felt comfortable enough to say that it was a wrap. But hold on. Remember, remember, Lawrence never went over there that night. He stayed with Easton. Right. But in the next episode, when she's asking him, are you still wrapped up? After we see a montage of them fucking all over LA, apartment to apartment, she asks him, like, nigga, are you still fucking with this bitch? Like, what is going on? And he says, we talked, and it's done. I think, and not to get into nauseam about it, but I, you could be absolutely right. I think then in the, in the finale, when they do the cutaway scenes and they're explaining mm-hmm. pregnancy... I think he started that whole thing with Condola came over last night. Like, I feel like he just found out that news the night before. Right. I I, I agree with that, but I want to know what the fuck she had was so uh, important to talk about. (laughs) Because to me, she probably knew then and then kept it low in additional, however long, additional month, you know? Listen, I, I, I said in the preview episode, this is going to be a mess. 
it's going to be a mess. Nola's not. I, it's, she doesn't seem like the ideal, uh, you know, person to be in this situation with. I'll, Ain't that it? I'll put it like that. Uh, <laughs> but just what Eastern Lawrence has seen, I just love the simplicity of it. I knew that. I, I, I appreciate the fact that Lawrence understood right away. Like she didn't have to say anything. Um, goes back to you know, the not having to say anything goes back to when it's good and when it's bad. When and that's you, it. Interested to see where things go from a relationship standpoint. You know, it is. He's showed a lot of different options. You know, we're not going to break that down too much because we don't know what what point of the season all of this is going down. We going do some, down, right? Yeah, we do see some new faces, some possible interest for Issa. We'll just let it play out. We'll take it week by week. Um, do want to pick your brain on one topic that's been kind of buzzing the internet on this Monday afternoon. Okay. Amanda Seals and these uh, letters. <laughs> right. My uh, letters. Full, 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 yeah. Yeah, full disclosure. Full disclosure. Rachel and myself are both Greek. Yes. Can I just get, what's your input on this whole conversation? Because it's going a lot of different places and a lot of people who shouldn't be talking about it are talking about it. Oh, ain't that always it? See, that's always <laughs> Okay. So... Here's the thing. Our colors, our name, our sound, our likeness, all that shit is trademarked. Um, There are so many hoops and things that you have to go to um, if you look for our sorority paraphernalia and stuff on social media, on Instagram. A lot of Authorized vendors have to blur out the shield and this, that, and the third. So with knowing all of that, I believe that they went through the proper channels, which is going through corporate and getting the approval to use um, the name, image, and likeness for the show because otherwise that opens them up to litigation um, from our... 100 plus year old sorority you know so season one molly and tiffany ski weed we heard aka at least five times mm-hmm. in season one molly, um, and, a mug oh, <laughs> the aka mug and then again in season two because i believe uh candace is a delta i thought people did the most and i'm not gonna say with the least but it was a lot of tension but with what you know about your organization, at least from um, other sores, I just don't think that they did that carelessly. I don't think that they did it willy nilly, especially because, you know, AKA finds out everything. <laughs> <laughs> they they find out everything, you know, so it I wasn't super, super, super bothered. What I don't like in full disclosure, though, um, take my letters off. <laughs> I don't think it, I'll have to rewatch. Um, I think we only saw the A and maybe the top of the K in Kelly's, uh, not Kelly, in Tiffany's, um, yeah, I don't jacket. And I believe her hair covered the shield. So she had on real Nelia, but she could have just had on pink and green, like that gorgeous Gucci outfit she had on at the mixer. Um, 
at the at the top of the episode. That was amazing. Like she could have just stayed in that. And I understand wanting to throw on some letters, but she could have probably just thrown on something that said, oh, wait, if you wanted to still convey that message. I don't particularly care for um, GDIs having, oops, uh, for non-members having. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, you are. <laughs> For non-members having on the paraphernalia, uh, there was somebody um, on Twitter talking about working in background and extras on shows and threw it back to, huh? My bad. I'm laughing. I don't mean to. I don't mean to laugh over what you're saying. You're funny. You're funny though. Keep you low key can probably still even keep that in. Oh, I'm definitely <laughs> keeping it in. You talking? Come on, keep going. Keep going. Love talking shit, but um. There was someone talking about uh, working in background work in TV and told a story about This Is Us um, in the flashback to Randall going to Howard's campus and being around Sigmas and wanting to um, essentially pledge Sigma because he knew somebody who he grew up with who was a member. And there happened to be a Sigma event going on on campus and they crossed paths and it was a big uproar to stop production and had to present the letter from Sigma Corporate saying that the letters, image, and likeness are approved for this purpose, for this show. So there is a lot of background work that goes into uh, utilizing the materials, name, image, likeness, sound, color, creed of our illustrious organization. So I think people did a lot, but What's new? Yeah. Um you said everything. I mean <laughs> Yeah, hey, there's a lot. Y'all did a lot, man. That's all I'm gonna say. It was so much. Especially so especially much. being a, addressed to Amanda Seals. Like she's an actor. Right. Like she's an actor. Like she's that's what her character has been since season one. The first scene we see with Tiffany, she's ski win. Exactly. Exactly. So, just there's other things to talk about. There are a whole lot of other things to highlight from this episode than that. I get right. people feel what they want to feel. Like I said, I'm Greek myself, but um, there are channels that need to be done. Every time I see a five somewhere, I know that it was speaking of that, that was in the first uh, season of this. Uh, what we like I said, where we meet Tiffany and Derek. Oh yeah. Cause Derek's oh, about that, that house they were in, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. There's famously, or well, I don't know if it's famously, but, for people that know, Stop the Yard. When Stop the Yard came out, the original trailer Woo. Uh, in the scene in like the library or cafeteria or whatever it was, there was like A58. They had letters on. They changed that because something went south. Mm-hmm. Like, it's got to get the approval. So everybody chill. Like it is what it is. It's a character on television. I That's it. This ain't this ain't somebody really down the street. Like you walking outside and you see them running down the street. Like yo, what's going on? Like right, right. We knew this about this character. It's all good, man. We can let it go. Exactly. Um, any final thoughts on the episode? Anything you want to wrap up with? Um, Like I said, I thought it was a really strong premiere, even though it didn't give us too, too, too much. But it was really, really funny. Um, Loved the clothing signs Tiffany's uh, letters. <laughs> <laughs> um, really want to know who is styling 
um, Kelly, I am very interested to see what next week's episode looks like. Um, we saw the flash, not the flashback, but the um, the trailers kind of for the next one or the season. Yeah, uh, it's so the we season. Like, I have no idea what's going to happen next episode. Right. Uh, so we see that there's still some lingering Eason Lawrence, which, of course. Um, but I, I would like to see what everybody else is up to. And I want to see how they follow this up, you know. You're coming off of your trip back home. What do you do? Or do you jump into planning another event? Is that already in the works? Like, what's going on? So I'm interested because, like you said, we don't really know what's going to happen next. There's not really any. They didn't give us much. Right. You know, and that's where we kind of leave it. So I'm definitely looking forward to the unknown that we have coming up in these next few weeks, especially this next episode. Mm -hmm. um, one quick shout out to Amy Aniobi. I think I'm saying her name correct. Okay. She's a writer, director, producer on Insecure. She's the character or the woman that always plays the flute. Um, okay. It's running, yes. It's a running joke in seasons of Insecure. Mm -hmm. um, I think the backstory is they found out randomly that she played the flute and said, we're going to find a way to incorporate this in every season. Like season two, she was at Tasha's barbecue, the family mm -hmm. barbecue playing the flute. They, they, they factor it in. So, just want to give her a shout out. Um, they try Ed. to, you know, they finalize that with this being the last season. So I love that. And blow your whistle on the flu is funny as fuck. Straight, straight. <laughs> but that's it. That's it for this episode. We definitely appreciate y'all tuning in. That's Thank you it. Um, Ray, anything Thank else? Thank you. Nope. Thank y'all. Love y'all. Uh, thanks for the feedback. Keep us posted. Keep it coming. Um. We're only going to get better. We're only going to go up from here. Straight up, straight up. Appreciate y'all listening again. Thank you. Please like, listen, subscribe. Hit us up on Twitter and Instagram. Y'all be cool. Be cool. Peace. <laughs>